before we start the show, I have to let you guys know about our sponsor, Velvet Noir BC. Again, Velvet Noir Beard Care Products, the best beard care product line on the market. You can get yourself any three products for $30. Again, that's any three products for $30. That's the Beard Balm, any of the four scented beard oils, the Peach Comb, and the Scented co wash and for listeners of the game plan podcast velvet noir bc has a special deal for you if you type in gptsm in the promo code box again if you type in the promo code gptsm you will get free shipping on your order again if you use the promo code gptsm your next order from velvet noir bc will have free shipping again Velvet Noir BC, top two, not two. Now let's start the show. anywhere doing anything but you're hanging out with us and we appreciate that so with that being said wherever you're listening and however you're listening we appreciate you guys for listening and ladies and gentlemen welcome to another exciting episode of the game plan podcast alex goodwin is my name you can follow me on twitter at alex goodwin tsm again that's on twitter at alex goodwin tsm t as in thanksgiving s as in stuffing m as in macaroni macaroni yes sir and joining me my main man coach kennedy miller how you doing over there dog doing all right it's good to see you man it's good to be seen it's been a long time since we've done this i'm very excited yes sir i have to get a lot off my chest where can they follow you on twitter Follow me on Twitter at underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. Again, underscore Kennedy, as in the former President John F. And the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy Miller underscore. All right. All right. Let's jump right in to it. College football. Yes, sir. We are coming up on the home stretch of the season. Mm-hmm. College football playoff rankings are out. Mm-hmm. Our top six are the same once again. LSU at one, Ohio State at two, Clemson at three, Georgia at four, Alabama at five, Oregon at six. However, Alabama lost their best player, possibly the best quarterback in the country, Tua Tagovailoa. Say it three times fast. Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa. You still got it. Yes, sir. And so now, without Tua Tagovailoa as the quarterback, Mm -hmm. and now they're going to Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I ain't go front when I heard his name was Mac Jones. I was expecting a different looking person. Darker shade of color. Yeah, a little bit more melanin. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got then you. I, I'm like, oh, we, oh, mm, okay. Okay. But with Alabama now going with Mac Jones at the quarterback spot because two has got a dislocated hip, how far do you think this team can go? Well, you know, it's it's tough to just – Say, well, you know, I think they're done because their quarterback is out because we've seen before, you know, we saw in a national championship them switch quarterbacks and bring in a guy that we hadn't seen because it's not like Alabama, you know, has like three or four or five stars on their team and then the rest are like two or three stars. No, these guys pretty much were the Mr. Football in their states or, you know, or a highly ranked recruit coming out. So it's not like these kids can't play. They're just behind better talent. So I don't want to rule them out. And then another example, the team that beat Alabama about four or five years ago 
I'm not sure if you remember, we're down to their third string quarterback in Cardell Jones, who nobody had heard of. And so, um, you know, it's tough to say in, in college football that a team can just be done when their quarterback is out. However, I do think this year it, it's really tough with the amount of talent that's on these other teams. LSU is extremely talented. Ohio State and, and Clemson look like the two best teams in the country, in my opinion. Uh, Georgia's always talented. So it, it's definitely going to be tough, and these next few games are really going to, you know, truly see what we're what they're up against. So it's for me, it's 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 a few things, right? First off, I think it depends on. First off, they get into the college football playoff, right? Yes. But I think we're all basically assuming that Georgia is going to lose to LSU in the ACC title game in a couple of weeks, right? However, if Georgia, it's going to be a good game. Oh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a it's, well. I, was, I would say it would be a slugfest, but this year LSU ain't playing nobody's defense. Mm-hmm. But if so, if LSU wins that game. Bama slides into that fourth spot and they're in, right? Georgia wins. LSU probably falls to three or four, right? And Alabama's off to the Sugar Bowl or something, mm-hmm. right? And this is all just a moot point. But I think we also have to kind of remember, we have seen Alabama win championships with some middle-of-the-road dudes. Yeah. Uh, Greg McElroy? Yeah, I mean, every every Alabama quarterback. Before Hurts. Yeah, yeah. Before Hurts. McCarron. Uh, Jacob Coker. Jacob Coker. Um, wow, that was a that was the one that beat Clemson, right? Yeah, that was that was yeah they handed Derrick Henry the ball fifty eleven times. Yeah, I mean that was the Alabama way pre to attack of Iowa. It was like, oh well, we have these five stars all around our quarterback, and our quarterback is okay. He's he's gonna make some throws that'll help us win the game, but we're really a ground and pound team. And Alabama has some injuries on the defensive side of the ball. That is, is kind of Dylan Moses is out. You know, that's their middle linebacker, and so. Uh, McMillan's out as well. Yeah, McMillan as well, and, and it's like, okay, well, their their strength used to be their running game and their defense, and their defense has been it's been good, but it hasn't been that dominant Alabama defense. Like they just used to intimidate opponents. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it, and it would be the occasional Johnny Manziel that would, you know, carve them up, Cam Newton or whatever. But it for the most part, they would just you know demoralize offenses, and it's like. I don't get that same feel this year. That's, that is a fair point. For me, I'm thinking more along the lines of just the amount of talent they have around. Like, I've yes. never seen an Alabama team offensively have this collection of offensive yeah, now, talent. Could they, still, could they still do it? Yes. Because when you've got, I want to say, Najee Harris is your running back. Yes. Um, and out wide. I've they never got seen them track runners. Jerry, Judy, uh, the dude from Houston, Jalen Waddle. Um, Henry Ruggs Henry Ruggs Those three guys Devontae man. Smith Like they've got Four Like the best Foursome At receiver In the country Like it's To the point where It's like you know If this dude Mac Jones Just throw Just throw away They can go get it Throw away They can go get it Or even this When they played against Arkansas I saw Mac Jones Throw so many Short quick screens Bubble screens Five yard outs, ten yards. Like they weren't really pushing the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. I think that was because they were thinking this is just going to be a one time thing with our man Mac mm-hmm. here. But now Mac Jones, the man, and I'm thinking in my head next week. Well, on Saturday they've got Western Carolina, which they should handle all business. Okay, and they've got Auburn after that. They should be a okay against Auburn at least defensively because Bo Nix, young guy, freshman. He can't push the ball down the field. So, so Auburn's really going to just lean on the running game. And I think Alabama's more talented. And, no doubt. And better coached to where they'll be able to figure, they'll be able to figure that out. No doubt. But look, so other thing I think we, we kind of missing out, losing sight of, if Bama gets into the playoff, they'll have a, about a month to prepare. Right. So, because they won't have to play the SEC. They're not going to be in the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. So, that's a week where they don't have to brutalize each other and go out there and get banged up. And everybody else, you know, can heal up. And they can – Steve Sarkeesian and the, offense, and the offensive staff can figure out something for Mac Jones to do if they run up against LSU a second time. And that's my thought. Like, if they have to see LSU if a they second see LSU time. LSU again, they're beating LSU. I'm going to put that out there. I don't care who the quarterback is. I'm, bold statement right here. First one today. I think I got a couple. <laughs> if they play LSU again, they're beating LSU, man. Because I don't – the way that they started off that game, very uncharacteristic of a Nick Saban team. 
Look, they look out of sorts. Tua fumble on his own in the red zone. They lost a the game by what five points? Five. Yeah. You know the the snap went over the punter's head or the punter. You know it hit him in the face or whatever. He wasn't ready for it. These things don't happen to an Alabama team that frequently. And they were down by twenty at half and came back. Came back and I'm I. I just knew they were going to win that game. You, <laughs> I knew they were about to come back, and I said, watch, they're going to cut it, and they're going to get a stop, and they're going to score, and then they got to stop them again. But they cannot get that second stop. stop. Every time they cut it to in between a touchdown, and hats off to Joe Burrow, and um, I can't remember the running back's name. but uh, Edward Zeller? Yeah, the, yeah, he had a, two names, but yeah. he was killing them. And I was like, wow, you know, Joe Burrow really impressed me today. But to do it two times in a year, no, sir. I, I told somebody on Twitter the other day, if they are able to beat Alabama twice in a span of two and a half months, they're going to build a statue of damn Ed Ogeron and, out there. And they, deserve, and they deserve to win a national championship if they do that. It's, but you know what? It's going to be tough. Because those two, like Clemson and Ohio State, we saw how bad LSU defense was. What did they play? Ole Miss last week. They played Ole Miss, and dude, they early in the season I knew LSU had a problem because of two reasons. Really, one, they gave up thirty-eight to Texas, and mind you, Texas at this point appears to be a middle of the pack football team. It should have been like forty-five, 45. or fifty-two. Had they not dropped, had Keontae Ingram dropped not the, dropped, the, dropped the touchdown, touchdown in the end zone, they yes. couldn't. Sam Elliott couldn't get in from like two yards out. Yes. But they gave up 38 to Texas. No red, no red flags there. You know, Texas, right. extremely talented football team. Got a lot of athletes out there, mm-hmm. right? When you give up 38 points to Vanderbilt. Yep. Um, now, of course, you scored 66. But when you give up 38 points to Vanderbilt, hey, hey, hey. Alarm bells should be ringing. And they were ringing for me. I said, oh, they can't stop anybody. Uh, Florida puts up 28 on you. Bama puts up 41 on you, which, you know, right. which is kind of what I expected. Ole Miss gives them 37 last week. That and Ole Miss is not nearly as talented as they were four or five years ago. They were paying everybody in the doggone Southeast. Oh, yes. Shout out to, uh, uh, what is it, Laramie Tunzel with Laramie the bong? Laramie Tunzel with the bong. Shout out to Hugh Freeze uh, calling the prostitutes. Oh, my. I forgot. <laughs> Boy, that was that man talking about, look, the most holy rolling dude you ever seen in your life. Don't cuss. Don't do nothing. Yet he's calling the Call girls for the rubbing tugs. Freeze calling them at gold diggers. <laughs> I don't think gold diggers would be his type. Like, you know, he's more of a, he, you know, I think he's more of a, like, you know, let's move on. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Yeah, let, we get ourselves in trouble here. But, but you know, like, I mean, those teams that you just named, do they compare to the rosters, especially offensively, of a Clemson and Ohio State? Um, with, you know, Trevor Lawrence. I, and I think Clemson, honestly, has just been bored. You know, I think they've just been waiting on this moment. I think them – I said coming in, I think them and Alabama have the two best rosters in football. With Clemson, I'm just – I'm looking at them this year. And like you said, Clemson has not played a soul. No, they haven't played anybody. The best team they've played all year has been Texas A&M. And they, they won by one against, against North Carolina. But ever since that one point win, they've looked a lot better. They've blown the door like yeah. they've blown the doors off of just about everybody else. So they won last week by forty nine, one week before by forty five, one week before by fifty two, week before by thirty five, week before by thirty one. That one point game against North Carolina. And but my thought is for a team like this who has not played up to their level of competition, mm-hmm. right? How you know how engaged have you been in these ball games? Yeah. How you know how well have you practiced? How well have you done the things you need to do to you know when you so when you play in Ohio State when you play Alabama or when you play in LSU like remember in that last year LeBron was with the Heat and they were kind of going through these spells where they were just kind of not being fully engaged, yeah, yeah, yeah. not they're not really there. They're like you know we can, we can cut this switch, flip on. the switch, yeah. and then you know it's going to be there. They tried to flip the switch on against San Antonio. Yeah. Switch was out. Yeah. And then they got run off the court. With Clemson, I have that question because they're going to go to the SEC, excuse me, the SEC, the ACC title game mm-hmm. this year. And they're probably going to play either Virginia, Pittsburgh, or Virginia Tech. And all those teams have three losses. They're close, the next closest team to them in the ACC Atlantic is Louisville. Louisville has three losses in conference. Florida State is third in the Atlantic division with four losses. Like, you are not. Play yeah, they're not. Anybody. They're not playing any competition, but I, 
I just have a feeling that when it when the moment counts, and if they have to see like a LSU first, if LSU has to see either one of those teams in the 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 semifinal, it's a done deal. I tell you what, I here's what the committee should do. He, you you put Clemson at like four, Alabama at three. So you put so a potential Alabama LSU rematch would be the national Ooh. title game. That would be crazy in the South. <laughs> somebody somebody <laughs> gonna die that night. You know games like you know games like that. Yeah, Alabama and LSU, all them fans be in the stands, and whoever wins gonna talk too much to the wrong person. They gonna get shot. <laughs> I, 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 I hate to say it, but it. Sad fact. Go be some slow singing that flower bringing. Oh my goodness! It, hey, somebody. If that game, if that game is that Saturday, it's gonna be a funeral. The next one. <laughs> it's gonna be a funeral. The next one. Oh, hate to see Buddy went out like that. He was just talking talking to me how he, how he was getting ready to go to the game, man. Now he got three holes in his hand. Now he the ball <laughs> with three hands. <laughs> Put three holes in your head like a bowling ball, homeboy. Oh. Lord, you know what? I th- shout out to T.I. I don't think we can really shout out T.I. right now. Just shout out to the Hyman regulator. We got to go to break. <laughs> I ain't been here. I ain't been on here in a while. Oh, You know, that'll be on the top of T.I. for a quick second. You know what the funniest thing he's ever said was? And he's ignorant. Oh. Remember when he was on that, when him and Tiny was arguing, and he was like, you was at somebody's house that you know I'm at odds with. And she was like, well, you was with somebody you met through me. And this fool gonna go say, were you at odds with her? Like, that was his <laughs> default answer. Tip Eric, What? <laughs> I tell you what, that dude... That whole Hyman foolishness That is clear This is clear evidence Of somebody that dropped out of school In ninth grade Yeah I mean that, That's foolishness man Oh lord But <laughs> We gotta go, go. To <laughs> Let's go to break This is the Game Plan Podcast We will be right back And on the other side of this break I'm gonna tell you why Texas needs to fire Tom Herman You don't wanna miss it I was cool with being on rebound, love when we creep around. He ain't gotta know about us. I ain't tryna to do too much. Baby, let me give you just enough. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. To the Game Plan Podcast, Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin, TSM. That's on Twitter, at Alex Goodwin, TSM. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter. Game Plan, TSM. T as in Taka, S as in Seagrams, M as in Margaritas. Kennedy Miller. Yes, sir. Where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter, underscore Kennedy Miller, underscore. Again, underscore Kennedy, as in the former President John F. And the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy Miller, underscore. All right, all right. Everybody, don't forget the Game Plan Podcast, brought to you by our great friends at Velvet Noir Beard Care Products. Get all your products. VelvetNoirBC.com. When you make that purchase, use the promo code GPTSM. Get that GPTSM to get free shipping. On your very next order, I just got my three beard, three beard oils for thirty dollars and the beard balm. Make sure I'm looking right for no shave November. Mine's on the way, man. Hey man, I looked at, I checked the shipping today. It's in New Orleans right now. Hey man, it's on the way. Hey man, I'm ready. I'm excited. Yeah, you gotta grow the beard out for this cold weather. You know? Oh man, I told my friend the other day. I said, man, winter time comes, I start looking like an R&B singer. <laughs> the beard just started. <laughs> the beard, the beard just flourishes. You gotta let it flourish, man. <sighs> Tell you who's not flourishing. Just go in. Get on your soapbox, man. Tom Herman ain't flourishing. Right? I've been a Texas fan, as most of you guys who follow the show know. I've been a Texas fan for many a day. The past 10 years have been rough. Mm-hmm. I had to sit through the end of the Mac Brown era as he just lost complete control. He couldn't recruit nobody. Mm-hmm. We had all these raggedy quarterbacks, David Ash, Garrett Gilbert, Case McCoy. Yes, we hired Charlie Strong. Brother, mind you, Charlie Strong was behind eight. Had to play a whole lot of true freshmen and sophomores in his in two of his three years there. Yes. I wanted Charlie to keep his job. I wanted Charlie to do well. Not just because I'm a Texas fan, but just as a brother. You want to see another brother succeed there. But damn, you can't lose to Kansas. All of that, everything that I, what I wanted of Charlie Strong, I was like, give Charlie another year. 
You lose to Kansas, all that's out the door. I can't help you no more. And so then everybody want to hire the new hot guy, Tom Herman. Big Tom Herman. What has he done? He was at U of H at the time. You know, yes. they went to the, uh, I want to say the Peach Bowl. Yes. They beat Florida State, Florida State which as we now see was on its way down. Um, in the next year, they beat Oklahoma and they beat uh, Louisville with Lamar Jackson. Yes. He gets a job at Texas. First year, they go six and five. We beat Mizzou in the Texas Bowl. Mm-hmm. Last year, we went on nine games. Go to the Sugar Bowl. Expectations are looking up. And what does is, what is Sam Ehlinger say after that game? We're back. And see, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not wanting to say that. Because you know when we're back? When we start winning 10 games year in and year out, we had an 11-year stretch where we won at least 10 ball games. Mm-hmm. We're back when we win two, 10, 10, 11 ball games two, three, four years in a row. We ain't back. We're just back to respectability. Mm-hmm. This year, ranked top 10 in the country. Folks think we could win the Big 12. I told you we wouldn't do it, Kennedy Miller. I told you we wouldn't. And now we're sitting here. We're 6-4 and four with two ball games left to play. We've got Baylor on Saturday. And Texas Tech Thanksgiving. I'm going to say it right now. They lose one of these next two, and I think they will. Tom Ramey got to go. Already? To quote the RB group ideal, leave me alone, get your bags, get the hell on. Because think about this, Kennedy. It's been six years since they fired Mac Brown, correct? Yes, sir. This team has not won 10 ball games yet. This team has not won, lost less than four ball games in a season. Yet, right? Yes, sir. And if everybody complained and whined and said Charlie wasn't a good enough coach for us and Charlie hadn't done enough yet and all this other good stuff, right? This team does not look terribly different under Tom Herman than it did under Charlie Strong. Mind you, a lot of these guys that are playing a lot now, Sam Ellinger was a Charlie Strong recruit, Colin Johnson, Charlie Strong recruit, LaJoy and Humphrey from last year, Charlie Strong guy. Like a lot mm-hmm. of the guys, good number of the guys you see out there are Charlie Strong recruits. But now they're juniors and they're seniors. Two years ago, a lot of these guys are true freshmen, true sophomores, or redshirt freshmen. You're thinking redshirt freshmen, redshirt sophomores, true freshmen, true sophomores, they win five, six games, you know, and they're playing that young. Exactly. They progress a few more years, and you've got a team that can win 10, 11 ball games. Right. That has not happened yet. And my question is, if Tom Herman is supposed to be the man – Right? Has he demonstrated to be I think Tom Herman's probably the fourth or fifth best coach in the conference. The uh I know the broadcaster from FS one, Joel Klatt, I don't know how he feels about it now, but earlier this year he had ranked Tom Herman a top ten coach in all of college football. It was Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, okay, Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. He put the uh, Ohio State coach, Ryan Day. Ryan Day. He put him at four. I thought that was a little premature. And then he had um, Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. But after that, I mean, he had Herman. And here's my thing. I'll, die on, I'll probably die on this hill. I okay. think Herman's a good coach. I think that was the necessary hire at that point. He was the hottest young coach out. Already had a prior history with UT. And – if they lose it, you know, if they lose one of these last two games, if they lose both, I still think he should get one more year. I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily beneficial to bring in a third coach in 6 years. Would that would that be right? Third coach in 6 years? Yeah, third three and yeah, third and I, seven, yeah. I just yeah. don't think that is enough stability. And I mean, so, you know, people's time do people's time do come to an end. And so with me, I just feel like it's a little bit too early. I think after three years, man, like most times I tell folks, you got to give folks a full senior class. Yeah, and that's to, what I yeah, – yeah, I think it. I think one more year. But, you know, those those great Nebraska teams with, with Tom Osborne, yeah. you know, people forget that he was there like eight to ten years before and hadn't won anything. Like, I mean, they were just kind of average. And then they, you know, got a they good class and they, they figured it out. And now, now, I mean, you know, that's kind of unrealistic to have somewhere somebody at a big school for 10 years and them not being successful because, you know, social media and all this stuff. But, you know, sometimes it just takes a little bit longer. Here's my thing. And you make, you make a great point. I think my biggest issue with Tom is not – is just 
First off, I feel as if, just on a personal note, Tom Herman acts as if he's the smartest person in the room. Tom Herman behaves as if everybody else doesn't have eyes. So he was talking about our schedule has been so tough this year. No, it hasn't. The only yeah. two ball games they should lose, just based off of talent and coaching. The one two games I told you they were going to lose: LSU, Oklahoma. They mm-hmm. lost those two ball games, right? Mm-hmm. The rest of these teams on that schedule are not nearly as talented as you are, right? And then for me, with a guy like Tom, it's not who you beat; it's who you lose to. When he's at U of H, that first year they lost to UConn, right? Drop a ball game to UConn, but they beat Florida State. Yes. The next so year, UConn was their only loss. UConn was only only lost that that in 2015. In 16, they beat Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. They they beat they Oklahoma. A couple. You lose to Navy. Mm-hmm. SMU beats you by 22, right? Yeah. But somehow you figure it out and you're able to beat number three Louisville by 26. Yeah, I thought that they at that point. I thought that if he was going to leave U of H, that was the right time because yeah. his stock had never been higher yeah. and it was just going lower. Yeah. By the loss, yeah, and it was just like in my and they lost four. They ended up losing four ball games that year. So you mm-hmm. had one year where you won thirteen and one. The next year where you go nine and four, right? And you show and you show up at Texas, and we've seen this team this year. Is LSU you show up to play, right? You ready to play? You end up going down to Fort Worth to play TCU. You're unprepared, right? You are ill prepared to play this ball game. Clear. They like it's often those teams you shouldn't lose to, like Kansas, almost beat us. Yeah. Almost beat us. It, I'm gonna ask you this question: If Kansas wins that ball game, I mean that's that is, that, is that the nail in the coffin? That that can't happen. I just I just really enjoyed the Tom Herman story. Like it was just like the rise to the yeah. top. You know, like because where did he, where was he before U of H? He was the OC at Ohio State, and I mean like Urban Meyer was like he loved this guy. Like he, I think. Uh, before Ohio State, he was at Iowa State. Yep. And Urban Meyer went and got him. And for him to call an offense with a third-string quarterback and for them to steamroll, like JT Bear goes down, Cardo Jones comes in, everybody, you know, basically gives up faith in them to do anything. And they steamroll Wisconsin 59 to nothing. Then they steamroll Alabama. Oh, about that. But what? they beat, you know, yeah, yeah. Every, every point. And it, it, it's like – like, yo, and then he gets this U of H job, and it's kind of like, I literally did his story on NCAA one year. Like, I, I did. I was like, you can't, like, script it like an OC, then he goes to a mid-major school, has success, beats ranked teams in bowl games, and then gets the head coaching job at a, a state school. Like, that's kind of the dream for a coach, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was, like, rooting for him. I had all this, like, success that he was going to do this, do this. And so far, he hasn't panned out, to your point. Like, I, I thought at least he was going to win one of those two games. I don't owe you. You said they would beat LSU. Yeah, I said I predicted they would beat LSU, but I thought even if they lost LSU and even the way they played against LSU, I was like, you know, they, they could beat Oklahoma. And they didn't do it. And so it's like now, I don't know. And Like I said, he's a guy who – it's very difficult to deal with somebody when they don't appear very likable. He is not that very likable, right? Yeah. But the way he just handles himself, the way he handles other people. And, like, there's no way you should lose to Iowa State. No, he's losing to TCU, right? Losing to Oklahoma and LSU, that's fine, right? But what what quality wouldn't they have on their record, right? Like, no, I... they beat Kansas State two weeks ago. Beat Oklahoma State. Beat West Virginia, who isn't very good. You have not beat a good football team yet this year, right? You got Baylor coming in. Well, they're going to Waco. Do we think they're going to beat Baylor? Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Baylor. Like, these past years, Texas has kind of been a team where, like, if you count them out, they're going to play well. Yeah. And they're going to be in the game. Like, they won't get blown out in games that they aren't supposed to win. But it's games that they're supposed to win. It's games where you know that they're better than the opponent, where they just go out and lay an egg, almost like my Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Lord. We'll get almost to them. Almost like my Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, just a brief segue. Kennedy, you said that Cowboys going to win the Super Bowl. How you feel about that right now? I'm still pretty confident. I am. This here. I'm, I'm still pretty confident. We've lost to the Jets. Shouldn't have lost to them. 
Lost to the Vikings. The Vikings aren't better than us. They aren't. They, they, their quarterback holds them back. They, they just aren't better than us. I was going to ask you a question, though. Oh, and I, I say this all the time about the Dallas Cowboys. They are too talented to be bad, right? Yep. But they are not well-coached enough. They are, they are too good to be bad. They are not good enough to be great. And they're held back by that head coach. Yeah. Because, and I don't, Kennedy Miller, I don't know why you keep expecting an old dog to learn new tricks. It's like if, you, if you're dating somebody, Kennedy, and they've been cheating, right? They ain't been doing right. They've been coming home at whatever time, smelling like some other Negroes cologne. Yeah. Smelling like Ralph Lauren Polo Black. Like, I don't wear Ralph Lauren Polo Black. Kennel Cole. Yeah. Okay. I wear Isimiyaki number nine. <laughs> right? Why do you expect them after a long period of time? Why do you expect them to learn new tricks? Jason Garrett ain't learning no new tricks. Yeah. He is who he is. In this relationship metaphor, he's a philanderer. He's a liar, a cheater, a deceiver, a heartbreaker. We just gotta fire Jason Garrett. That's yeah, you we, we definitely have to do that. But you know, it it just comes down for us to the right matchups, and then um, you know, can we get hot at the right time? Because I'm I'm honestly not. There isn't one team that I just truly fear in the NFC. <sighs> The only issue is I keep saying it. We got to go to break to get Tobias Bass from KTXD 88.1 on the line here in a hot second. That man, Jason Garrett, will hold you back. That man, Kennedy, I'm going to tell you this. You should be hoping the Cowboys lose so Jason Garrett can lose his job. I do want him to lose his job. He can't lose his job if he wins. I know. Last year he was supposed to lose his job. Guess what? He won too many games and they couldn't fire him. If they go 9-7, and seven, Kennedy Miller, he has to go. Just remember that. I'm trying to help you here. I, I'm trying to be here for you. Sunday night. I mean, Sunday at 345 will be a big game. That, In Foxborough. Old terrific times. We'll see how great you really are. I was going to say, whether it's Tom Herman or Jason Garrett. So one of these coaches need to get the hell on. We will be back. Tobias Bass of KTXT 88.1 will join us on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. This is Game Plan Podcast. Don't go too far. Before we get back to the show, we have to let you guys know about our sponsor, Velvet Noir BC. Velvet Noir Beard Care Products, the best beard care product line on the market. You can get yourself any three products for $30. Again, that's any three products for just $30. That's any of the scented beard oils, the beard balm, or the co-wash. And for fans of the Game Plan Podcast, we got a deal for you guys. If you use the promo code GPTSM, that's the promo code GPTSM, your next purchase from VelvetNoirBC.com, shipping will be absolutely free 99. Kennedy Miller. Yes, sir. Talk to him. Man, I just ordered mine. I'm patiently waiting. It's in New Orleans, Louisiana. I just checked the... uh, I just checked the shipping to see where it was because I'm so excited, man. About to grow my beard back out. It's wintertime. Got to get some more hair on my face, man. And I'm looking forward to having it moisturized, smelling good. Velvet Noir BC, that's the, that's the place to go. Velvet Noir BC, top two? Not two. Now back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, it's on Twitter, Alex Goodwin TSM. T as in tacos, S as in sangria, M as in margaritas. Kennedy Miller. Yes, sir. Where can they find you on Twitter? Underscore Kennedy Miller. Underscore. Again, underscore Kennedy as in the former President John F. and the former wrestler Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy Miller underscore. All right. All right. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Game Plan TSM as well. 
We've got a guest with us here on the phone. He's from KTXT 88.1 in Lubbock, Texas. Friend of the show, Tobias Bass. How you doing today, my man? I'm doing good, man. What about y'all? Can't complain, man. Can't complain. Yes, sir. I'm trying to stay warm out here. It's cold out here in Lubbock. Bruh. Hey, man, in Dallas last week, man, it was the wind chill was three degrees. Dang. That's sick. I, 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 I was furious. <laughs> Man, I've been in Houston, so I mean, it was cold one day, and then the next day it was like seventy-five degrees. So I'm hating hard. But to get into the football, uh, the college football playoff put out their rankings once again this week. Same rankings as last week. Uh, Tobias with Tua Tagovailoa uh, being out with that dislocated hip injury. Do you think Alabama is deserving of getting into the playoff even without him? Without him, I mean, I want to see them, but I. I don't think they're going to get in. Why? Because, I mean, for a while, if you look at the uh, like the viewership and the West Coast has declined over the last five or six years of the college football playoff, and I know the NCAA, they want to make money. So it wouldn't surprise me if Oregon goes undefeated, which they should. They'd let they put them in because you don't want to have, what, two teams in the South and LSU, Alabama. You're going to have one East Coast team in Clemson. And then you're going to have a North team in uh, Ohio State. If you put Oregon in, you can touch all four markets and just financially that makes so much sense. That makes a lot of sense. But uh, just, just what does Oregon have a signature win on their on their resume this year? Oh, didn't they beat Utah? Maybe. I believe. They I did. believe they do. I believe they beat Utah. And I mean, I they think... lost. They lost to Auburn yeah. early in the year, which is sad. But so they beat. Oh no, no, no! They haven't played Utah. They, they will play Utah in the uh, Pac-12 championship. I guess their best win right now would have been Washington. They beat USC. Yeah, their best win would have been Washington. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, the only ranked opponent that they've beaten was Washington. Washington was ranked number 25. Other than that, yeah, they beat, they beat number USC. 22, the FCS yeah. Montana, Nevada. Yeah. Colorado, California, Arizona. Like, they've got a good team, but, you know, with or without Tua Tagovailoa, you know, can we definitively say that this Oregon team with Justin Herbert is better than uh, Alabama? No, I mean, I think Alabama's better. I do, and as far as, like, viewership-wise, I would rather Alabama get in because I want to see the best four teams possible, you know. And I think Alabama is definitely one of the four best teams. Even if they're fourth, they're still one of the better four teams. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. You made up a, you brought up a good point about the ratings because I don't even. The last time a Pac-12 team has a Pac-12 team made the college football player, Washington made it. Washington they got two. Two or three years ago, but they were yeah. they were the four seed and they played Alabama in the Peach Bowl and they then got Oregon run. made it too. Oregon made it oh, the first year. Oregon made it the first yeah. year. Yeah, they lost to Cardell Jones. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's Washington an interesting got killed. Point. I just um you know, yeah. I think I kinda I, I kinda think two SEC teams, if you're going by the four best teams, I think it is gonna end up being two SEC teams in there along with Clemson and Ohio State. Yeah, I think that's also who needs to get in. I mean, I wanna, I really want to see LSU and Ohio State match up in the championship. I think that will prop. I mean, Clemson has a good team. They've been really like a days ago, and they haven't really impressed me in a while. And they haven't played a ranked opponent in forever. So, I think Clemson will be around. But I, I, I mean, well, we're gonna get a good game if, if, if uh, LSU plays Clemson in the first in the first round of that. So that would be nice as well. Again, we're talking to Tobias Bass from KTXC 88.1, the Raider in Lubbock, Texas. Switching gears to the NBA. The NBA season is about a month old. So, you know, we're starting to get a a, a good feel on who's actually good, who's actually not. Right? So, Tobias, yeah. what, has, what team has been your biggest surprise so far? Over the college basketball season so far? Oh, no. Oh, NBA. My bad. You NBA, NBA. NBA. Oh, look, yeah, I'm not You in college basketball. Yeah, <laughs> over the NBA so far. Um, what surprised me? 
this has nothing to do with, I'll say it, it has nothing to do with on the court. It's all the chatter about the MVP talk right now. Like, honestly, we're, what, 16 games in? Who gives a damn? Like, honestly, who gives a damn? Like, like Luca, he's having a great year. I understand. But is him averaging a 30-point triple-double sustainable? Probably not. James Harden, he's averaging 39 points a game. That's cool as well, but he does this every year. He averages, he scores a bunch of points, they win a bunch of games, and guess what he does? He folds like a cheap tent in the playoffs, and they go nowhere. Like, who cares about the MVP right now before 15 games in? Luka's not going to average a 30-point triple-double. He won't. So, I don't know what all the commotion. I know it's fun to talk about, but we're, we're 15 games. And keep in mind, like, there's several NBA teams that haven't even played each other yet. So, why are we even talking about this right now? I mean, Tobias, that was really aggressive, my friend. I mean, you just <laughs> you just came out with your own, like, hot take on, on James Harden and, and Luka Doncic, especially the James Harden one. That one kind of hit. That one kind of hit kind of deep, I, Tobias. And, and, okay. Am I lying? <laughs> he, said, he said, am I wrong? No. <sighs> and, here's, and here's the second part. This, this, I mean, this is, you know, I hate to even go here, but I just got to get out of my chair. This is the same dude. He's been a Rocket since 2012. He's only been to the Western Conference Finals twice. Twice. He lost both. Then this dude has the audacity, the gall. To go to a strip club after. I ain't gonna lie to you. If I was a Houston strip club, I wouldn't even let his ass in there. Like, I, what, what, is he, what is he in there for? I wouldn't even let him in. What, what, are, you gonna, what are you gonna do? Like, like he's just. I like James Harden. I'm a fan, but like that that is just ridiculous. Like, even, go go home. Go go work on that jump shot or work on how to stop trying to force all these foul calls and worry about going to the damn strip club after y'all lose. You you the reason why he lost. He has an NBA record for the most turnovers in the playoffs. With 14, come on, dog. Yes. Okay. That year was my that year was my biggest that year I think was the biggest choke job that James uh, Harden uh, had. In sixteen in seventeen with with Your when they played the Spurs. That that was nope. the, that was a year. Mm-mm. Fourteen. He went to the strip club after both of them. Yeah, okay. Seventeen is the one I'm talking 17 about. Seventeen is the one with the Spurs. Yeah, seventeen is the one I'm talking and about. And he, he I thought he was high. Yeah, I mean he took what, eleven shots and you know, he just didn't look like he was all the way there. Um and then you know he went to the strip club after, but I, I think, and I'm not. I don't want to turn myself into a James Harden supporter. I'm not a James Harden hater either, but I think some of it is a li- is a little unwarranted uh, of the the flack that he gets for not showing up because he's losing he's losing to Golden State. Like that's who, besides that 2017 Spurs, he's lost to he's lost to the champs. You know, and one year he they probably should have won. I was gonna say that time in 2015 when the Golden State made that run, not Golden State when they played the Clippers, and the Rockets were down three one, and the Rockets and made they, that big run. They came. James Harden was on the bench. James Harden and Dwight Howard. Shout, it was Josh Smith and Jason Terry, and um, yeah, that killed my finals prediction because I thought it was gonna be Cleveland and the Clippers in the in the finals of the year. But yeah, I, I do think a little bit a little bit of it does go unwarranted, but. He does deserve to be criticized at some point. And the thing is, is okay, they did all that crying. If, if, if Chris Paul was playing, we would have done this. If Chris Paul was playing, we would have done that. Okay, fine. He got hurt. I understand. They talking about running back, running back, running back. They run it back, literally. Kevin Durant gets hurt in that game five. Curry was scoreless. He didn't score points in the first half. Didn't score points. He rides off of, what, 33 in the second yep. half, and then they lose. Then they go back home to Houston, and they fold. They, everything they could have asked for happened. And everything. in Houston was when they was when he went scoreless and then put up 33. That was the yeah. elimination game. Yep, game six. Yeah. And I was listening to a podcast, and Steve Kerr talked about that game, and he was like that was one of his favorite games to coach because it was like their – it was like a FU moment to the league, you know, because everybody, you know, without KD – gone everybody had basically counted them out and they were really motivated to show the you know hey we were a really good team without Kevin Durant like we can win one game so yeah I was about to say again we're talking at Tobias from 88.1 KTXT the Raider in Lubbock Texas switching gears to your favorite Tobias and my least favorite college basketball it's the it's the best sport and it's the best sport. Like how can you not 
honestly, how can you not like college basketball? Like, I like honestly, like the, the kids are still young enough, but they haven't been persuaded by money. Actually, I mean, I've misspoke. They're definitely persuaded by money, but they they don't have enough money yet to where they take games off. Every game matters. Like you're watching the future stars of the NBA. What's not to like? What's my problem, Tobias? My problem is a number one player suspended eleven games, and then he's got to he's got to pay back eleven thousand dollars that he sh- that apparently he shouldn't have had we in the get first the, place. We gonna get the eleven grand from if you need eleven grand, well, we you hauling the move? Yo, like your mammy can't give you that eleven grand. Well, you well, well, we all know where he's getting the money from. Yeah, we we know. We know. Well, Penny, yeah, we we, we, we all. Check. Yeah, right here, here. yeah, Penny, 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 or a booster is going to give him the money. But, I mean, we, we all know the NCAA is a joke. Like, we know this. And NCAA is terrible. Like, they're, they're a corrupt organization that needs to be stopped. So, I was going to ask you, uh, specifically about one team. Uh, so, last year, Duke had Zion, uh, RJ, Cam Reddish, Tyus, was it Tyus Jones? Is that his name? Trey, Trey, Jones. Yeah, Trey, Trey Jones. Jones. Trey Jones. They look. They they look alike. Alike. Well, they, yeah. yeah. How's Duke look so far in your opinion? Do you think they can replicate that success they had last year? Uh, I mean, like currently they're the number one team in the country. I don't think they're the number one team in the country, but unfortunately they're there because uh, a couple of teams lost. They have a bunch of freshmen there playing. Cassie Stanley. He actually has a higher vertical than uh, Zion Williamson. Matthew Hurt. Um, and they got Vernon Carey. People got to remember, they brought back four guys. That's, over the last couple of years, that's not really what Duke does. It's a lot of guys in the league. I think they're, they're good, but right now I think they're shooting like 30% from three as a team, which is not sustainable. You're going to have to make shots in today's college basketball to be good. So I think they'll be fine. Once the problem, they made it to the, they want to, it wants the problem in there to the final four, but I don't think they will. I don't even think they're probably going to finish in the top two in the ACC, I don't. I think they'll probably finish third. But they have a good team. My last question to you, Tobias, because you talked about all these games that you've been uh, watching and are excited to watch. Do you have somebody that you can come on our airwaves and say will be a surprise team coming into this college basketball season? A surprise team. Somebody okay. that nobody is looking for, somebody that will go under the radar but might pull off a big upset will appear in the tournament, you know, that's going to be a tough out. It's going to be a tough out right now. Uh, can they, can, do, they, do they have to be ranked or no? No, they, they don't. You don't have to have them ranked. Okay. The team that can catch somebody off guard. I actually have, okay, I have, uh, I'm probably going to give you three teams if, that, if that's okay. Okay. First is Washington. Yes. They brought over Quade Green. He's a transfer from Kentucky. He played there two years ago. They have two outstanding freshmen in Isaiah Stewart and uh, Jaden McDaniel. Jaden McDaniel, he'll be a top 10 pick in a couple of months. I guarantee you that. He's, he's a real deal. He's 6'9 wing. Very, very skilled. Can shoot, put the ball on the floor. Super long. I think he's like 7'3. And what's crazy is, I think Washington, they have seven or eight guys that are 6'9 or taller. So keep that in mind. Wow. They're really, really big. They're long and athletic. That's one of my teams. Another team I like is also uh, Colorado. They brought back, I think, eight or nine guys from the year before. One, I don't think they're going to win the conference. I think Oregon will, but they brought everybody back. They have a really, really good point guard. And uh, right to fifth, he's, he's a stud. And also, I really, um, I really like Ohio State. Ohio State, they're ranked 10. But I know a lot of people were giving uh, Michigan State the credit. Ohio State, they're really good. It wouldn't surprise me if they played in the Final Four. They have... They go about th- four guards deep. They have a point guard named DJ Carter. He's a freshman. He's super athletic. They have two of the best. They have these brothers named the West, the Westons, Caleb and Andre Weston, two of the best players in the country. They're very well coached. I think they probably win the Big Ten. And one surprise me if they were uh, made it to the Final Four. All right, Tobias, man. My man, we really appreciate you for hanging out with us. Let, let everybody know about your podcast and where they can listen to it. Uh, yeah, I just dropped another episode on Tuesday of the Unbiased Podcast with Tobias Bass. You can uh, find it on Twitter. My Twitter name is uh, Tobias underscore Bass. That's T-O-B-I-A-S underscore Bass. All right, all right, man. We appreciate the time, man. We will talk to you soon. No problem. Thank you all for having me on. Yes, sir.
coming up next in the last segment of the show, we're going to pick these games, right? Yes, sir. We haven't done very well in the last couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> so let's see if we can be a little bit more accurate this week. Okay. This is the Game Plan Podcast. Don't go too far. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. That's on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. T as in Tony Romo. S as in Sam Shields. M as in, oh, I can't say that dude's name. He'll shoot us. Uh, <laughs> Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin. There we go. He'll shoot some coke. <laughs> go stab somebody over haircut. <laughs> Kennedy Miller. Yes, sir. Where can they find you on Twitter? Underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. Again, underscore Kennedy. And the former President John F. Former wrestler, Mr. Ken Kennedy. Kennedy Miller underscore. All right, all right. Also, don't forget to follow and check out our sponsors, Velvet Noir BC, Velvet Noir Beard Care Products. Get yourself any three products for $30. Again, any three products for $30. Bucks. Velvet Noir BC. Top two? Not two. Yes, sir. It's our final segment of the show. It's time for us to pick some games. So to start it all off, Kitty Miller College Football. Yes, sir. Penn State. Ohio State. Who you got? Man, I really like James Franklin as a coach. I think I love what he's done with Penn State, turned them around as a program. Going to have to roll with Ohio State on this one. I think they have a – Top two or three roster in college football. I think they're too talented to be stopped right now. I'm going to go with Ohio State. I'm going to agree with you there. I think Ohio State just too much talent on both sides of the football, right? Now, while Penn State has a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, Chase Young will be back this week after serving that bogus suspension. But he will be back anchoring that Ohio State defense. Justin Fields has been spectacular. This year, J.K. Dobbins running the football, all those athletes they got out there on the perimeter. I think Ohio State at home is a tough team to beat. So I'm going with Ohio State at the horseshoe. I agree. Next up, and let's go on to the SEC. Texas A&M. Georgia. Come on, man. Next question. It ain't. I, you, you just did this for, for laughs, huh? A little bit. Come on, you know them Georgia Bulldogs going to run them jokers over, man. I'll say this. A&M's a team, right? Very talented team, right? They got some guys that can play. But in the SEC, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, LSU always be better than them, right? I agree. This, are one of the, this is one of the four teams they just won't be able to beat. Or be consistently. So I'm going to go Georgia. DeAndre Swift. I'm not sure if uh, Lawrence Cage will be able to play. But DeAndre Swift should be enough to handle it. And that Georgia D-line is going to be in Kellen Mond's chest all damn day. Moving on to the NFL. Your Dallas Cowboys, Kennedy Miller. Going to New England. Foxborough. Cold. Chilly. Who you got? Am I a fan? You're being rational, Kennedy Miller. Or am I rational? Well, being a Cowboys fan is inherently irrational. So, but you know, so I'm gonna be a fan of that. I'm rolling with them <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. I'm rolling with them Dallas Cowboys. I feel it. We gonna go up in there, and we gonna whoop some New England tail. And then, like Ti, check see if the hymen is broke. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Like that came out of nowhere. I don't know where you were going with that. 
I think we're going to put a top off, put, put a top back. What you know about that? I don't know where you. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> but them Dallas, I think the Dallas Cowboys going to go up there and show terrific Tom, who's really America's team. Shout out to the Hyman Regulator. <laughs> you going to make this harder for me to post. I'll go, go with the New England <gasps> Patriots here. Pages at home, tough team to beat, right? Yes. Now, while the Dallas Cowboys have been wildly inconsistent this season, right? Mm-hmm. They can beat you some bad. They can beat some bad teams, right? Mm-hmm. Except for the, we the, haven't beaten a good team. Ain't beat a good team yet. And the biggest issue is they do not start fast. Got down thirty-one to three to the Packers. Yes. Got down twelve to three to the New York Giants, who are, who are just a miserable organization. Losing to the Dolphins. Lose, we're, we're, in the ball game with the Dolphins at halftime, mm-hmm. right? Got down early to the Saints. This is not a team that, for whatever reason, knows how to come out of the gate and be good and be ready to play. And against a Tom Brady, Bill Belichick-led football team, I don't think they're going to be able to get it done. But I do have a confession to make, Kennedy Miller. Yes, sir. It's concerning Dak Prescott. Okay, let me know. Dak, show me something. I'm impressed. I, 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 I am. This year, Dak Prescott... Has improved dramatically. He has proven Alexander I. Goodwin wrong, and I, I feel like I feel like I should say that in front of you, the rest of you Cowboy fans, and America. Yeah, I I, I don't really have much to say because I I already knew. I already knew what Dak Prescott was about. Show some damn gratitude, okay? <laughs> but I appreciate, I appreciate it. <laughs> I pre- I just don't want these Cowboys to just. Come in here and, and stink up the joint. I just don't want it to be a blowout. Like if they lose, let it be a, a competitive loss. But you know, I, you know, I done talked so much this year about the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl, and then we really play a contender. You know, we can't just get blown out like that. You know, my mom used to say, "I'm too big of a cat to be played with like a kid." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm too big of a cat to be played with like a kid in Dallas Cowboys. So don't play with me like I'm a little kitty. Okay. We need to win this game. We need to win this game to solidify ourselves as contenders. And then Philadelphia plays Seattle. Yeah. Which will probably be an L for them. So, you know, that'll give us a I think a two game lead over them. I think the, it would in the division. Move it on. Monday night matchup. Baltimore at the Rams. Ooh. I take this one to start off with. I feel like Lamar Jackson has been spectacular. Mark Ingram has been doing his thing. So you're MVP? Yes. Okay. Like, undoubtedly. Like, Lamar yeah. Jackson is a generational talent. I think it's Lamar, Russell Wilson, and then the field after that. Is just I'll probably say McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey, Mr. Prescott. I was going to say. Uh, Don't let Prescott put his MVP campaign Sunday. Oh, Lord. You know that's the game of the week. You know, I'll say this about Dak Prescott. We got to get back to the Ravens. I'd rather Dak Prescott, you know, do well in the MVP vote than the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Oh well, I, I, if we I, got if we got to pick one, then you ain't. I don't never want to get an MVP. If we can get one in rings, I just I just want one. I keep t- I keep telling you, Kennedy, and everybody hears this. If if if, if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, this show gonna be canceled about a month. I, I want you to know, so many social media accounts will be deactivated. People gonna be quiet. It's gonna be so sad. All these fans are just gonna be quiet because the Cowboys finally won. And what if the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl and lose? Oh, that'll be hell. You know, good, you, you good. know, I'd be on. You know, I'd be on. I'd be on you like dirt. Good God, don't let it be a Texas Super Bowl. Like, don't let us lose to the Texans. Oh, we lose to the Texans. Remember how you said that LSU Alabama is going to be a shooting? Texas, no, te- the Texans that, and the Cowboys. That's five, five people down. That's five casualties. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's five casualties. Yeah, and you know what? I might be the suspect in one of them. <laughs> Can you, yeah, I said it on air. <laughs> I, I said it on air. I'm not ashamed to say it. The way people call my phone, I, I might choose somebody. You just don't point a gun at me. All right? Am I all right? You're getting real quiet over there. <laughs> like you were thinking about it. Like, like I might shoot this you, you might call me at the wrong time. <laughs> I'm sick of this. <laughs> oh, man. We're back to. I don't know how we got there. We're not supposed to be here. <laughs> It's never Cox say, how did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. <laughs> I was about to say, I think Baltimore 
looks like the best team in the AFC right now. Yes, totally. They're agree. like they're balling. Mm-hmm. Some serious, and more importantly than that, man, the Rams. Jared Goff is booty cheeks, yeah, and as long as he is booty cheeks, yo, man, I'm picking whoever the Rams are playing against, unless it's the Dolphins or the Bengals. Jared Goff is really bad, and so it, I'm going with the Ravens. Ravens by two touchdowns. I agree. Um, I was gonna say. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. And this is more a chance for me to laugh at Mason Rudolph. What a dweeb. Pittsburgh, I guess. I mean, it Cincinnati. Cincinnati look, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Georgia, they'd all beat Cincinnati at this point. Cincinnati is god awful. Yeah, Cincinnati's really bad. And hopefully Mason Rudolph has gotten himself together in the last 10 days. Do not try to rip nobody else's helmet off. What a dork. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully he doesn't come after Geno Atkins, you know, next week. <laughs> like, that I was makes about to no say, sense. You know, the wrong time. You know, you know, the good time for Mason Ritter to, to come at somebody from the Bengals was when they had the all-crazy team. Oh, yeah. When yeah, Vontez yeah. Perfect, Pac-Man Jones, Giovanni Bernard. Yep. When they had those head cases on the team. Oh, Look. Marvin Lewis didn't know what to do. Now, Marvin Lewis is the only person who can control them, it, it appears, as if. But, again. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Honestly, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin for coach of the year, because he has taken if they a were, ragtag group of dudes who, like Juju Smith Schuster, his first year as a number one, James Conner first year as a number as you know your number one back, Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt. Uh, you have to trade for Minka Fitzpatrick early on in the year. You know, dealing with a bunch of injuries. Minka Fitzpatrick might be like. Defensive player of the year. If you if they won that Cleveland game last week, they would seriously be in the playoff hunt. Yeah, right now, like that loss really put a dent in their hopes. But for what he's doing without his Hall of Fame quarterback that he's always had with him, and a guy that's never started before, really impressive. Uh oh. Last one. We got to get up out of here. Green Bay in San Francisco. Who you got? That is I'm gonna the. With, I'm a row with Green Bay. I think San Francisco has been really impressive. I think they lost to Seattle. They beat Arizona. I think this is the time of the year where the stretch gets a little bit rough for them because they were beating a lot of teams that, you know, weren't totally competitive. And so they got Green Bay. They still got to play Seattle again. Um, I, I think they're gonna drop maybe two more games. Before going into the playoffs, I'm gonna go with the Packers as well. Who's who's at home? San Francisco. Okay, I still I still roll with Green Bay, but and it's really San Francisco's big time. They got the best defensive line in the league. Like they them do. dudes are are terrorists. and they're young too. Young dudes. Right. Now I don't know how long they're gonna be able to keep the, all those young guys together. Just you know, salary cap reasons and things of the sort, but. You got studs at all three levels of your defense at your San Francisco. You've got a good running game, mm-hmm. right? Decent enough wide receivers. Emmanuel Sanders, in my head, isn't a number one. He's really a number two. No. But, you know, he's good enough out there. My problem is your quarterback, right? And they're kind of building this around the same way with Kirk Cousins. You're building everything else around them, so they have to do as little as possible to mess this up. Same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. right? And I think if it comes down to a last possession, who do I think can get get the ball into into range for for a last second field goal or to score a touchdown at the end of the ball game? And that's Aaron Rodgers, yep. right? Devontae Adams, like, and the Packers are playing some defense this year. The Packers look big time this year. I'm gonna go with the Packers by three. Okay, last last minute drive, Aaron Rodgers down the field sounds about right, and doing Aaron Rodgers things. But we got to leave it right there, folks. We have come up on the end of the program. Kennedy Miller, it has been so good to hang out, actually do the show in person. It's, it's been a while. It's been a, we had a good time. I appreciate you, man. Let the folks know where they can find you on your social media. Underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. Again, underscore Kennedy, as in the former president, John F., and the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy Miller underscore. All right. All right. Follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. That's on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. 
T as in Tom, S as in Sarah, M as in Mom. Follow the show on Twitter, Game Plan, T-S-M. That is T as in Tank, S as in Sade, M as in Marvin Gaye. You like the way I did that right there? I did. Rhyme And it rhymed, too. I, like I, try, I try my best, but I try. Yeah. Don't forget, everybody. Holla at our sponsor, Velvet Noir BC, Velvet Noir Beard Care Products. Get your get your beard balms, your scented co-washes, your oils. Get all that to make sure your beard is looking right and moisturized for the winter. Don't these ladies don't want these, these beards that are dry? You know, your split ends ain't right, mm-hmm. fellas. Make sure your beard is looking right. And remember, promo code GPTSM for that free shipping. Use that promo code GPTSM for your free shipping. Vivid RBC. Top two. Not two. One last thing before we go. I think our main man Tobias Bass for hanging out with us. But most of all, you guys for listening. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening. For Kennedy Miller, Alex Goodwin is my name. This is this has been the Game Plan Podcast. We'll see you next time.